the famous hadith narrated by Imam al-Bukhari, the Holy Prophet says, there are four properties which, if present in a person, make him a munafiq, a hypocrite. And if he has one of these properties within him, he has one of the qualities of hypocrisy within him, until he abandons it. When he speaks, he tells lies. And when he promises, he breaks his promises. And when he argues, he goes beyond the limits of what is true. And when he enters into a pledge, he does not fulfill that pledge. The Hajj, which now comes to an end, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether we have been yet or not, gather us all one day at the plain of Arafat, so that our sins may be washed away together with our tears on that extraordinary place. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us together when the sacrifices are being made, so that our sins may be washed away by those, sac by those sacrifices and by that splashing of the blood which recalls the sacrifice of our forefather Ibrahim, Khalilullah, alayhi salam, amin ya rabbal alameen. May he make us all people of the Hajj, that this is a time of the commemoration of the fulfillment of Allah's promise. Sadaqa wa'adahu. And the Holy Prophet وسلم, promised this, did not doubt for a moment. And for this was one of the sadiqeen, one of those who believe and one of those who are believable. A quality within us all is that sometimes we are inwardly weak. However outwardly strong and compliant we might be, we might go to Allah's house five times a day. Alhamdulillah. But that is our outward form. Are we in Allah's house inwardly five times a day? What is the test of that? What is the litmus test? How can we see if we are really in the mosque? If we are really prostrating and bowing to Rabbul Alameen? If we really feel that we are repeating his own glorious words, how do we know that? Religion is not just a matter of outward compliance but of inward reality. And thus it is said by the Holy One, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, إِنَّمَا الْأَعْمَالُ بِالنِّيَّاتِ Actions are only by intentions. How can we know that our intentions are where our outward form is? And what is the alternative? The alternative is the most despicable of all states, which is outwardly to be going along with what seems to be right but inwardly for our minds to be hesitant, to be wandering, to be distracted, to have more than one qibla. The Holy Prophet had promised his companions because his Lord had promised him, and he is the one who is truly sadiq, subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, You shall certainly enter the sacrosanct mosque, and this was at a time when the mushrikeen were besieging Medina and the Ahzab were everywhere and it looked as if there was very little hope for this small band of Muhajireen and Ansar and sometimes the hearts grew faint and the likelihood of the truth of this promise seemed unlikely. And this was the test. There were some who believed the Holy Prophet وسلم, and in the first rank Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq Siddiq is the opposite of Munafiq. 
the true believer, the one who believes not just with his words but with his heart. So he is the one who, when he hears the extraordinary, unbelievable news of the Mi'raj, he does not waver for a moment. He believes it without his mind reflecting for a second because he knows the quality of the Chosen One, alayhi salatu wasalam. He has been with him, he has suffered with him, he knows his heart. But we cannot all be like a Siddiq. Siddiq is like the affirmation, the fullest form of Sadiq, which is to be truthful, to speak the truth because one is inwardly a truthful person and believes in God's truth. We can't always <laughs> aspire to anything like that degree. There are within our hearts voices that whisper, lazy voices, voices that say, yes, well, perhaps, perhaps some other time, maybe, who knows, that whisper to us even during the prayer when our forehead is in the place that affirms our ubudiyah, our slavehood to Rabbil Alameen. Maybe our hearts are not in that sajda, but our hearts are faint, weak, somewhere else. And so this business of the munafiqeen, who are the greatest threat really to the Holy Prophet in Medina, the armies of the mushrikeen outside, beyond Uhud, are a visible threat, but there's an inward threat as well. Just as there is in our lives the outward threat of disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and giving way to those false qiblas in our lives and not bothering with Allah's commandments, there is also an inward threat, the munafiqeen within, those secret junood, those shayateen which inhabit our souls, which are in the medina of our hearts, which say, well, perhaps, or not today, or I hope so, and aren't really sadiqeen with the Chosen One, alayhi salatu wasalam. That's a greater threat. This shirk khafi, this inward idolatry, more dangerous than the outward idolatry of the foolish Arab tribes with their gods of stone and wood, the inward idolatry that we can all fall into by having more than one qibla, even when outwardly we have only one. And so the Chosen One, alayhi salatu wasalam, the greatest psychologist of all history, the one who had this firasa that saw into people's hearts and souls and knew who were the munafiqeen, huh? but the sharia judges by the outward, so he would not punish them. But he knew who they were. He knew their treacherous possibilities. He knew that they might well waver on the field of battle or not turn up for the fight. He knew that they might well even conspire treacherously with the enemies of Islam to bring about the destruction and the massacre of the believers, yet he did not move against them because he is a man of honor. And outwardly they are people of la ilaha illallah, but inwardly, what are we to do with the sickness? Fi qulubihim marad. What are we to do? So he gives us, alayhi salatu wasalam, certain signs. How do we recognize hypocrisy in others? Well, we shouldn't. Always give others the benefit of the doubt. But don't give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Look, try and become your own heart surgeon. Try and take a scalpel in your hand and cut open your heart to see what is actually going on in there. Little clumps of darkness, uh, little coagulations, blood clots, accumulations clogging the arteries. We all have heart disease. And so he says, alayhi salatu wasalam, that there are ways in which we can self-diagnose. We need to do this. <laughs> Who doesn't want to know the state of his own physical heart, but 
More important still is the state of the heart which will remain with us uncorrupted in the grave and for eternity. We need to look into that heart. Every one of us, particularly those of us who think we don't really need to. And so he says, sallallahu alayhi wa that there's certain outward signs of this inward sickness. We can take the pulse of the heart. We can listen carefully. We can rig ourselves up to the prophetic cardiogram and see what's going on. So he says, alayhi salatu in a number of hadith, but this is the one that we have selected for today, that there are four qualities. And if you have all four of them, then you're a munafiq. Beware. Nobody in the world, believing or unbelieving, respects the person who is inwardly not what he outwardly says he is. Every culture despises that two-tongued person. But how can we recognize this? Let's think. Here is the prophetic prescription, the diagnosis, and he is saying, go and consider this, apply it. When he speaks, he tells lies. And when he promises, he ends up breaking his promises. And when he gets into a dispute, he goes beyond the, the bounds. And when he is in a pledge or a contract, uh, he betrays that. These are the qualities of those who almost succeeded in their plot to make the final pilgrimage and the opening of Mecca and that great glorious consummation of the prophetic story the consummation of all prophetic stories, the great moment of history, none greater, none more transformative, the one that made it possible for us all to be here today, that has changed our lives and given us such a bright horizon, they were the ones who conspired against this. So let's just look at what the ulama have to say about these four qualities. And I will consider them, and inshallah we will all consider them, and we will teach our children this brilliance of prophetic psychology. Telling lies, sidq, truthfulness, is what the Lord does. Sadaqa wa'dahu, he cannot tell lies. And he says, kabura maqtan indallah an taqulu ma la taf'alun. It is a great crime, a great horror in the sight of Allah that you say what you do not do. Oh yes, brother, I pray five times a day, and yes, brother, I've done this, and yes, brother, I'm supporting X, Y, Z. A straightforward lie in this respect is in the sight of Allah something very grave. But other lies also are reprehensible, even those which are not lying directly about our religious state, because they indicate a weakness in our hearts, a desire for other people to think well of us, when we should only desire the ridha, the satisfaction of the Lord of the worlds. The opinion of others does not matter. If you live a humble and decent Muslim life, you should not care what others are saying, but you should care very much what is the opinion of the Lord of the Worlds, because on the Day of Judgment, nobody is going to be judging you. They will all be saying, nafsi, nafsi, and all of those assessments will be gone, except the unblinking eye of Rabbil Alameen. It is his opinion of you that matters alone. What other people think, even if you have to say something that hurts and makes you look dishonorable, never mind, say it. Be amongst those who are truthful. So that is the first. And then the second of these 
notes in the prophetic diagnosis. When he makes promises, he doesn't actually fulfill that promise. Now there's two kinds of this, the ulama say. The first is to promise something while knowing that one does not intend to carry it through. That's obviously a form of hypocrisy and a form of lying. But the other is to promise something and then later on not to follow it through for whatever reason. So the Holy Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in a hadith in Ibn Mas'ud, La ya'idu ahadukum sabiyahu, thumma la yunjizahu The Holy Prophet says, don't make promises even to your children that you are not going to bring about. Don't say, I'll take you on holiday to such and such an entertainment park if only you stop fighting in the back of the car. No, if you make that promise, even to your children, you have to fulfill that promise. And this is the Holy Prophet's directive. Children also have the right not to be lied to. The believer is the one who fulfills his promises, who follows the prophetic commandment, follow the values which Allah himself examples. And he is the one who has said, Sadaqa wa'adahu, he fulfills his promise. He promised, you shall certainly enter the sacrosanct mosque on that glorious day. Uh, be like him. Adopt his virtues. He is merciful, be merciful. He is just, be just. He is forgiving, be forgiving. This is the meaning of this extraordinary hadith. Emulate the character traits of the divine. So be also amongst the sadiqeen, amongst those who are people of sidq. The third, إِذَا خَاصَمَ fajar. When you're in a dispute, and disputatiousness is disliked in Islam. Two people who maybe have only been practicing Islam for a few months, arguing in the mosque. No, brother, there's four rakahs of sunnah after maghrib. No, my shaykh, this is all of this. Astaghfirullah, and they don't know anything. Huh? The Holy Prophet says, The people Allah dislikes most are those who are really argumentative, stubbornly argumentative, particularly in sacred places, and particularly on the Hajj. Why does Allah say, No obscene talk and no arguments on the Hajj. No, oh, turn up the air cooler, oh, turn it down, let's go for the jamarat now. No, let's go, let all of this, wrong, bad, quiet, submit, as long as you get your obligations done, don't argue with anybody. This argument is for the hajjis, but it is for us also. So when we argue, if we have to argue, if we find ourselves in an argument, perhaps with our landlord or in some dunya thing, do not tell lies, do not go beyond the bounds. When anger is flaring up, do not allow that anger to take you out of the truth. And the fourth that we want to look at in this khutbah from this beautiful prophetic diagnosis. When he makes a pledge, he betrays it. Hadith in Bukhari and Muslim from Ibn Umar has the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying لِكُلِّ غَادِرٍ لِوَاءٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ يُعْرَفُ بِهَا 
Everyone who broke his pledges will have a flag which he will be waving on the Day of Judgment. And one day those things will be made clear. On that day all of our secrets will be made plain. So don't think that you've ever successfully hidden something from the gaze of others, let alone from Rabbul Alameen. Everything one day will be revealed in your nakedness, in our weakness, the dark spots in our heart, the consequences of our insincerity. One day everything will be unveiled and revealed and we will stand ashamed. So we wave this flag, those who had pledges and didn't fulfill them. One aspect of this is returning things held in trust. Even a simple thing, you borrow a book from somebody, you have to return it. Huh? It's an amana. Inna Allah ya'murukum an tu'addul amanati ila ahliha. The Quran says Allah commands you to return things you hold in trust back to those who own them. We should regularly do this with our property. And if we see something, oh that actually belongs to so and so and I haven't returned it to him yet, that should be your first concern. And this is one of the signs of sidq. And when the Muslims as a community become known for this, people of amana, then they are walking in the footsteps of the one who is called as-sadiq, the truthful one, not the munafiq, al-amin, the one who is trustworthy. This was his name even before Islam, as-sadiq al-amin. The two go together. In other words, you can be trusted with things. Somebody lends you money and they know that you'll pay it back. And as soon as you can, that's a sign of amana. And not to do so is a sign of nifaq. So with these beautiful pieces of advice, the Holy Prophet is telling us how we should be and that we should be our own doctors, NHS direct for ourselves, but looking at the heart, the amrad al-qalb. And what extraordinary victories cannot await us in the situation where the ummah is once again characterized by sidq and amana. Look at the unlikeliness of the conquest of Makkah. Look at the extraordinary event which we commemorate, the good news. The joy of the Eid is connected to the joy of the unexpected Nasr, the victory, the Fath, the triumph, the opening, which was the conquest of Makkah, against all the odds and against all the predictions of everybody and against the expectations and the secret fears of the Munafiqeen. Huh? The promise was fulfilled. You shall certainly enter the sacrosanct mosque. And on the day of Hudaybiyah, some were wavering, even some great Sahaba were wavering, and they were thinking, this is, this is all strange, how can it happen? But those who had true faith in Allah and His promise, and truly put their hands into the hand of the Rasul, والسلام, having made their bay'ah to Him, they did not fear, they were not grieved, they knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger are true, true in their promises and look at the victory they were given. And this is a lesson for all of us in our lives. Sometimes within our hearts we think, well, I have to play games and sometimes mislead other people in order to get my haq even, what I am owed. No, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who chooses everything 
and we have to put ourselves in the way of his best choices. And that means whatever the situation, even if we lose out in something, even if we lose an argument, even if we lend money to somebody, we never get it back, that we always remain people who are within the boundaries. And then we are obeying Allah's commandment, وَكُونُوا مَعَ الصَّادِقِينَ Be with the truthful people. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst them and keep us far, far away from the sickness in the heart that is nifaq and make this coming year, inshallah, better than the previous year in our outward circumstances as this difficult pandemic, inshallah, winds down and inshallah, better also in our inward lives so that we are individuals and families and neighbours and mosque-goers of Sidq and Amana following in the footsteps of the Chosen One, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, hoping for great victories and openings just as they were given to him and the truthful amongst his sahaba. Barakallahu feekum, assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah.